Pastor Scott and lead pastor of the river and really glad that you're checking out our uh, online podcast and our services and hope that you are blessed by this. Certainly, if you have any questions, if you're wondering about stuff that goes on here or maybe you're checking out our website more and seeing things that you uh, are wondering whether or not you might want to participate in them, feel free. Contact us in the office. Give us a call. Send us an email. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Love to answer any questions that you have. Uh, we hope that you are blessed by what you hear on, on this podcast. We hope that God's Word continues to have power in your life. And we pray that uh, God makes himself known, that you know how much he truly, truly, truly loves you. Thanks for checking us out and uh, enjoy the service. God is one who is willing to give up things, give up things for us, his people whom he loves. He's willing to give up a son in glory, being able to command power, being able to command legions of angels, as we heard. He was willing to give that up because truly the only way, the only way for this to be fixed, the world that we live in full of brokenness and pain and suffering and sin and hurt and loss and sickness and death, was if he would come. So he gave up, Jesus Christ gave up the throne of power and of glory to go into a manger. As simple a thing as you can possibly imagine. In fact, I'm sure and certain, in fact, it didn't look probably anything like this. It could have been as simple as a pit in the ground. But God did that because... He loves us, and it was the only way. The only way for it to be fixed. So he gave up that glory, came to earth to become one of us. And the striking thing is that that had always been his plan. That had always been his purpose. We heard Gideon say just a couple minutes ago, And we hear again from Isaiah chapter 9 where it says this for us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Now it's interesting because in our text it says this, for us, for to us a child is born. Now the writer of this particular passage, Isaiah the prophet, could have used any number of words. He could have said for to us A king is born. He could have said, for to us, a prophet is born. For to us, the Messiah is born. But instead, the prophet used the word child. Now, certainly, as we read this, we would think, okay, well, the understanding is is that the child would grow up and be able to do all the things that we hear in the text. 
that the government will be laid to rest on adults' shoulders, that there will be power and authority for the man as he grows. But we hear the word child, and I think that's intentional. I think it's intentional because it's one of the ways that God shows himself to us over and over and over again. He shows himself to us in surprising, incredible, indescribable, amazing ways that, quite frankly, if we think about them, don't make sense to us. Gideon, I'm going to ask you one more thing. Can you do that for me? Can you come up here? You can stand right here. Turn around and face them all. Beautiful child. A child is born. And he will lead them. A child is born, and the government will be upon his shoulders. A child is born, and he will come to save you. Now, certainly Gideon is not a baby in a manger. He's a strong, growing young boy. But how many of us would automatically say, if Gideon said something, that we would follow him, trust him, believe him, know that he is one who will take care of us always. For to us a child is born. This is the way God works. Surprises. Someone who, although someday he will be strong and tall and do much, I'm sure, in this world, right? Gideon, we got big plans for you. (laughs) But right now, can he defeat evil? Is it possible to defeat sin? Christ came as a child. Because God wants to surprise us. Thank you, Gideon. You can go sit by your mom. God works in ways that don't make sense. We want Samson. We want Goliath. We want God to show up in our world in a way which makes sense, in a way which we understand, in a way which when we look at it, transforms culture, makes president and powers and and prime ministers and kings and dictators fall to their knees because they are overwhelmed by the power of that redeemer. But instead... Child is born. And that child comes to change everything. And I think as we think about that, sure, it's 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 the beauty of the Christmas story. The Jesus had to come from somewhere, he had to be born somewhere to become a man, and we almost in many ways Like I said, turn that into a hallmark moment. Make it beautiful and perfect. But I think for us to remember how just, how much it didn't make sense. And it didn't make sense then, and it helps us, I think, now. Here's why. Because when we look at our lives, and we look at who we are, 
and we look at the world around us and we think this can never get fixed. Injustice can never be fixed. Racism can never be fixed. Sexism, child slavery, war, cancer, all these other things can never be fixed. But for us to, within those moments, be reminded, God fixed us through a child. Through a child. How much more as he shows his power in our world through us, his people, can he transform those things, those incredibly unsolvable, indescribably difficult things for his glory? He can and he will. And the child is a reminder of that. That didn't make sense and it shouldn't have worked. But the hope of Christmas is that it did. It did for me and it does for you. That the grace offered to us through that baby makes things right. Makes things right in us. And that gives us hope that if things have been made right in us through the grace offered us through that baby in the crazy, wacko plan that shouldn't have worked, and if God is still present in this world, then there's hope. There's hope that some of these things can be redeemed, and if nothing else, we know. No matter what, one day they will. One day, instead of greeting that baby, and I, I wonder about that picture even. When we come into the presence of Jesus Christ, those who know his grace, those who have faith in Jesus, those, when we come into his presence and what happens after death, what is it that he will look like? Maybe he'll look like Gideon. Because for unto us a child is born. And we'll greet Jesus And he'll say, welcome to my world where all is redeemed. Where sickness is no more. There's no more tears. There's no more brokenness. There's no more racism. There's no more injustice. There's no more violence. There's no more war. All of it is gone. That is our hope. And that hope comes through the child. Brothers and sisters, I guess what I want you to hear tonight is this. That God is a God who does things that we can't describe, imagine, think up, think of. We can't even grasp them. We can try to put them in a box. We can try to put them in our way and in our place. But I want you to hear from me. No matter how you picture even that Bethlehem story, even the stable, I I know it was different from that. 
and that God who does things differently than what you expect continues to work in your world. Don't ever think that you understand or fully comprehend what it is that he is doing and how it is that he is doing it. Ultimately, don't ever write off the spirit and the activity of Jesus Christ in your world. Don't ever write off a person. Jesus was a Nazarene. That's the armpit of Israel. That's the inner city neighborhood, backwoods country hutch. That's the rejected community. Salvation came from there. Don't ever write any one off as incapable of receiving God's grace and his power. And don't ever write yourself off. That's the hope of Christmas. No matter how broken things are, no matter how much hurt and pain and loss you experience, no matter how messy things are. God does the impossible. He did it in Bethlehem. He does it today. And he can do it in you. He can heal cancer. He can bring brothers and sisters of different cultures together in love and friendship. He can heal injustice. He can salve a broken heart. He can heal those who are victims of abuse. He can redeem broken marriages. He can redeem hurt, hurtful family relationships. That's the God who works in unexpected ways. And always be reminded... When it comes to that, Bethlehem is exhibit A. Would you pray with me? Living God, you are the hope of the world who has shown up in ours in in a way that doesn't make sense and shouldn't work. This this shouldn't have, have, have happened in our minds. But we know that you, in your glory, are a God of the unexpected, a God who shows up in ways, Lord, that constantly surprise us, in ways that we can't understand or fathom. We may think we've got a handle on you, but then you remind us somewhere, some way, that you are God of the unexpected, the God of the miracle. The God who uses things that are worthless in our minds, in our eyes. Worthless in the eyes of culture in the world that we live in. You use those things to show your power. You make the weak strong. You make the broken whole. You make the sick well. The great reversal of your grace is that you take anything and everything that is unworthy, make it holy, and make it whole. And that is because you love us just so very much. We praise you, O God. We praise you. In Christ's name, amen.